0: This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future.
1: Uh-oh. We're going to have a lot of fun. How many of you want to have fun today in church? I mean, listen, it's, this is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet and let's, I'm telling you, as Pastor, Pastor Bob was up here talking and uh, as he was just talking about the love of God, how many of you really thankful for God's love? Come on, in your life, in your heart, in your family, come on, in your children. How many how many need God's more of God's love in your children? Yeah. See, all the parents. Now listen, kids, all the parents you notice they, they went up about ten decibels on that one. They were like, Yes. But we're so thankful that God loves each and every one of us. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful for his amazing grace. How many know that's everybody's story? Come on, come on. Uh, You see, this morning, you know, this morning we walk into church and we look all prettied up, but at the end of the day, we each know where we would be without the amazing grace, come on, of God in our lives. That is everybody's story. And we're just thankful to be here today, and we're just going to share some things that God has put on our heart. And, uh, but I just want to open up in prayer one more time because I believe God's going to do something special here. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your amazing grace, your goodness, your mercy, oh God. And we just declare right now that your Holy Spirit is amongst us. We declare right now that you are walking through these aisles, Lord God, that you're touching our hearts. And right now, we open up our minds, our spirits, our souls to receive everything you have in store for us, Lord God. May you use me and my wife today, Lord God, just as as instruments, as vessels, as broken vessels uh, that we pour out ourselves, Lord God, and use us to speak your words today, not our words, but your words in the name of Jesus. We give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor in Jesus' name. And everybody shout it. Amen. 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 Come on. Give the Lord a praise in the house. Come on. Come on. Bless the Lord, Church of the Harvest. Come on. He's an awesome God. Amen. Now you can all be seated in the name of Jesus. Everybody feeling good? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm good. good. You good? I'm good. Amen. Well, guys, it is an honor and a pleasure to be joining you guys all the way, all the way from Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, it's not that long. It's just a couple hours Uh, But, you know, add two kids to it, it it tacks on an hour. You know what I'm talking about? And it's like I was telling my children, you know, they love to travel with us at times. And so they love the fact that we can go into different states. And our six-year-old wants to know every time we cross a state border, he wants to know, uh, are we in this state yet? So he kept saying, are we in Mississippi yet? Are we in Mississippi yet? So finally, we're like, Grayson, we will tell you when we are in Mississippi. So we're just driving down the road and Heather saw the the sign Mississippi. And she was like, Grayson, we're in Mississippi. And so he loves it for some reason. So, but, uh, uh, you, how many of you guys remember the last time I was here? You, you remember me from the last time? And so, uh, as Pastor Bob was talking, you know, part of my ministry is I would love to, to encourage people and inspire people. I believe that's the first ministry that God has given me to, to help people get to their next level in life. How many of you guys still believe there's, a, there's something out there that God has for you that you haven't stepped into yet? Amen? And here's the deal. You'll never get there until you start doing something about it. See, it got real quiet on me right now because so many times as Christians, we think that, that God gives us a dream, then he's going to make it all happen by himself. How many know God doesn't work like that? See, you can't just default to Jeremiah 29, 11. Oh, God's got a plan for me. Yes, but it takes your participation to walk out the plan of God. And so that's a ministry that God has given me to encourage people, motivate people, inspire people to take the next step and do what he's called them to do. And another ministry that God has given us is just in the area of relationships. And so I'm going to let my wife introduce herself and uh, just a little bit of part of her story. And uh, she is a powerhouse speaker for God. Uh, She is a forensic DNA scientist, as Pastor Bob talked about. And uh, many of you, if you don't know, before we got married, my wife looked at me and said, if you ever do anything to cross me, she said, I can get rid of you and all the evidence, and nobody will know what happened to you. So I not only fear God, I fear my wife, and and I walk a straight line in Jesus' name. But y'all give it up for my lovely wife, Heather Lindsay.
2: Well, now, I did say that, but I never knew that he would let the whole world know that I said that. So I guess I have to walk a fine line now that he puts that out there. Um, Well, really quick, give it up for my husband for bringing me here, for (laughs) this coming back and returning here. Um, I have to just get this little bit of business out of the way. Uh, I am originally from Wisconsin. I say that because people sometimes, uh, and then I moved to Phoenix and now I'm in Tennessee. People sometimes, I can see they're looking at me and they're trying to figure out what accent is that? Where Where is that? Is that a northern accent? Is that a southern accent? So let me just get that out of the way for you, clear that all up. I am a Packer fan as well. Adonis is a a Dallas Cowboys fan, and the fact that we are together married says that we can make it work, so, all right, well, I'm just going to give you a a quick uh, version, a condensed version of my testimony, and that is, um, I didn't grow up in church, but I grew up, I had a really, really good home life, and really good childhood, I had Went to school, did good in school. I went on to college. I was really focused on my career. Um, I, as you know, graduated, went on and started my career. And everything was good, everything seemed good. And there was one area of my life that I struggled with, and that was my relationships. Um, I had this pattern where I would date someone for about two years. And then the relationship would go south. And then I'd be single for a while, and I'd date someone for two years. And then the relationship would go south. And in my 20s, I met someone, and I thought, this is it. This is the one. As everyone says, the one. I found the one. And I got married. And two years later, you can probably guess, I was divorced. So that left me broken. That left me thinking there's got to be something else. And it was in that time that God stepped into my life. And I knew, I knew, and I knew, and I knew that it was God. And I knew that there was something different for me, that I didn't want to spend the rest of my life struggling in relationships. And I didn't know how important relationships were at that time. But, you know, it, relationships are important for everything. And if you don't have a I rela- I didn't have a relationship with God. And it was then that I started to develop a relationship with God. And I say that it's almost like he knocked me over the head and said, Okay, are you done, my child? Do you want to try it my way? And it was, it was through years of just opening myself up to a relationship with God and getting a healthy relationship with God, that I was then able to see what a healthy relationship would be like with a spouse or with a partner. So that's kind of where I was left, and it was through that that um, God, as I went through all my healing process, God brought Adonis into my life, and I did that, we did that relationship different than I did any other relationship that I had done in my life. And it was through that that we were able to, um, of course, have a successful dating relationship and a successful marriage, and that brought us to uh, writing our book, and that brought us to what we're here to do today. Yeah,
1: come on, give her a hand clap. That's awesome. And so, and so you know, just like with Heather's testimony, we share a similar testimony and story that there's a there's a lot of baggage behind us in our past relationships, and even me, uh, you know, uh, being saved uh, when I was uh, 17, 18 years of age, and just uh, from then on begin to struggle with relationships, and I did not know why I could never commit. In a relationship, a dating relationship, I, uh, as much as I wanted to do it God's way, it's like, you know, th- th- there was always a door opened up where the enemy came in and-, and caused us to do things that were not biblical. And so there I was, a Christian man uh, uh, that loved God. I mean, no, people that love God can do some stupid things. And so there I was. I loved God. I had a heart for people. I had a heart for God and was still messing up in the area of relationships. And I didn't know what was going on. And so when I finally got out of my last relationship, I was like, you know what? God, something different needs to, to happen here. There I was. And that was that one struggle, that that thing that kept tripping me up. And so I just wanted to do something different. And when we when I met Heather, that's when we both uh, opened up. I mean, you know, it's, it's if you're gonna do life with people, you've got to be honest with people. Okay, because we can put on the mask and and be fake and phony and and fool other people, but you can't fool God. And so, and you don't want to fool people that you're about to do life with. And so, I was very honest with Heather. She was honest with me, and we both just decided, hey, we wanna we wanna do this God's way, and we want the blessing of the Lord upon this relationship because if we end up being married, we want God's blessing on our marriage as well. And so there we were, and I'm going to fast forward a little bit, but we went, and we'll talk a little bit about this in our message today, but we uh, submitted to our pastors, and that led from one thing to another. And uh, fast forward, and just when I got to the day, and I shared this yesterday at the marriage day, when I got uh, to the day that I was about to propose to her, all of a sudden, it's like I had a panic attack. And so much fear came up on the inside of me. And so that same feeling of I cannot commit to this. I mean, I was driving down the road, had a full on panic attack, had to pull over on the side of the road. I turned the car off and God revealed to me uh, what was spoken over my life when I was 16 years of age. The words that were spoken over my life had caused a stronghold. And I didn't even know it, and and the Holy Spirit brought that up. And so what had happened was when I was 16, my mom and dad were going through a very very hard time in their marriage, in their relationship. And uh, my dad worked for the railroad, and he traveled a lot. And one morning, I was the only person at home uh, by myself. My mom was at work. My dad was on the way back home. So I decided I was going to go downstairs to the master bedroom because we lived in a huge home. And and so I'm just going to go down there, and I'll wait for my dad to get home. And I never will forget. My dad got home about six o'clock in the morning. He walked into the bedroom and he never looked at me. He never uh, acknowledged me. He he came in and he sat down at the edge of the bed and he put his head in his hands. And as I came to and I looked up, he never turned around, but he spoke these words. He said, son, whatever you do, don't ever get married and don't ever have children. And he stood up and he walked out of the room. And I didn't know it then, but those words were just burned into my little 16-year-old heart, spirit, and mind. And from then on, you know what my confession was? I'm not ever getting married, and I'm not ever having children. Because I equated that with it defeated my hero, my dad. And that became a stronghold. And when I pulled over on the side of the road, that's why I thank God for Jesus, amen, and the Holy Ghost. Because there's power. Come on, there's power. There's, I say there's power. And the Holy Spirit brought that out to my attention, and I began to pray, and God broke that off my life, and I've never had to struggle with it from, from that moment on, and I started the car back up and went ahead and said, I'm on my way to propose to the most beautiful woman on the planet, and we've been, we've been, we've been happily married. Next week, this coming week, we will celebrate our ninth year anniversary, so we're excited about that. Yes, we are, we are, we are. Cool. Are y'all ready for the Word of God right now? We, we're going to be all over the map because, once again, it's our ministry. It's not just to married couples, but it's to dating couples as well. It's to single folk, and it's to just folk in the church. I mean, you know, in the church, you got to make sure you get your relationships right with one another. Come on, because I mean, you know, there's, there's times we get mad at one another. Come on, and we gotta, we got to learn how to get over that. we got to be smarter than the devil, amen? Come on. Am I preaching to the right crowd today? All right, all right, all right. Here we go, guys. you've got your Bibles, you can go to the book of John, chapter uh, 13. I'm going to let Heather read that, and we're just going to jump right into it.
2: Let me give you a new command. Love one another in the same way I loved you. You love one another. This is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples when they see the love you have for each other.
1: Now, that is so key right there, guys, because Jesus said everybody will recognize that you follow me because you go to church. He didn't say that. Now, he said he didn't say because you got a bumper sticker on your car or because you carry your Bible or because you can quote a scripture. No, but he said people will know you've been hanging out with me uh, because of the love that you have for one another. Turn around, look at somebody and say, I love you. Okay. Then turn around, look at somebody else and say, I love you too find one more person and say, don't get jealous, I love you too. Now, now, now listen to me, this is, this is not just an easy love, okay? Listen, you got to love through the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because ain't none of us perfect up in this room right now. Come on. So you got to love through the good, the bad, and the ugly. You also have to love unconditionally. Okay, And you've got to love freely. You've got to make it up in your mind that you're going to follow the Word of God and you're going to love your brother and you're going to love your sister. Now, here's the deal. You've got to understand that everything God does flows through the conduit of relationships. Everything God does. I love what Tony Evans said. I'm going to read this real quick. He said it this way. He said, if you want a better world, how many guys think we need a better world? He says, you must have better nations. If you want better nations, you must have better countries. If you want better countries, you must have better cities. If you want better cities, you must have better communities. If you want better communities, you must have better neighborhoods. Come on. If you want better neighborhoods, you must have better families. I'm going to bring it home right now. If you want better families, you must have better marriages. If you want better marriages, you must have better relationships. Now, if you're married in the room, stand up with me real quick if you're married. I did this yesterday, and I know not everybody was there at the marriage deal. But listen, if you're married, you, you have to, I want everybody to look around at, at all the married couples. Y'all give them a hand clap, number one, because you are still married. And that is a testimony. I had a party when we made it past year two. You heard her testimony. She said after two years, she she in that relationship. So after two years, I said, God, I think we got this. But you got to understand that God does everything out of a marriage. Because out of a marriage, it produces children. And children will watch that marriage, and that marriage will form the rest of their life. I am convinced, although I'm a pastor, it is not the church's job to to educate my children. Don't get me wrong. We love children's church. But it's not the church's responsibility to form and shape the future of my children. It is my responsibility to form and shape the future of my children. Everything God does comes out of a marriage. Children will grow up in your home and see how mommy and daddy treat one another. Children will grow up in your home and see how mommy and daddy respect one another. Do they argue and fight all the time? Does daddy love mommy? Is he affectionate to mommy? Does daddy tell me that he loves me? Does mommy tell me that she loves me? Marriages produce everything because those children will leave the house one day and they will go and mimic everything that you have put on the inside of them. That's why it's so important that you keep this right here. Right in the center of God's will, God's way, and God's plan. Amen? That's why it's so important, important that we be on guard and we shut the door to the devil. Come on, give him no access to your marriage. You got to call it out. Me and Heather, we're good at calling it out when we see one another doing something stupid, doing something crazy, wake up in a bad day. We got to call that out. Amen? Because we keep the door closed to the devil. Because we know everything we do, is gonna, it's going to produce a harvest someday and somewhere. Even when we're gone on to glory, our children will be roaming this earth. Well, producing everything that they saw us do in our marriage. That's why it's important to hold on to the one that God gave you. Amen? And make that commitment. And walk it out. Amen. Come on. Give all these married couples one more hand clap. You guys can be seated in the house. Now we want to go over real quickly just a few points that have helped us through our relationship over the years. And we're going to touch on marriage. We're going to touch on dating. And then we're going to touch on uh, some church relationships as well. But we're going to start off with the first thing is, is accountability. Accountability. Hebrews 13, 17 says it this way. Have confidence in your leaders. How many are you thankful for your leaders? Come on, give it up for Pastor Bob and Miss Ellen. <laughs> amazing, amazing, outstanding leaders. And submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. Accountability is so key in any relationship. And we'll talk a little bit about that with marriage. I'll let Heather talk about that.
2: Uh, Let me me just quick go back to when we were dating. Um, I remember walking in. I didn't want to be the girl that... You know, dated the pastor because I had been at the church for a while as well. And if it didn't go well, I didn't, oh, that's that girl that dated the pastor. So I didn't, I didn't want to be that. So we decided that when we started dating, we were going to um, go to our head pastors and ask them, you know, what do you want us to do from here? We, we kept it amongst ourselves. And when we went to them, I remember I met with Pastor Jillian and I walked into her office and she sat me down and she gave me a book. And she said, uh, go home and read this book and also one more thing, I don't want any hand holding, any touching, any kissing, any hugging. I looked at her and I thought, she does know I'm in my 30s, right? I mean... She, she knows we are grown adults, right? And, but I didn't say anything because why? She was my authority. She was who I, we had placed over our dating relationship. So I walked out that day, and I had this attitude of, I can't believe she's having me read this book, and I can't believe she's telling me we can't do this and we can't do that. But I learned something very important from that. First of all, she knew something that I didn't know. That book was on leadership. When I walked into her office, I was the girl sitting in the back row i thought i'm i I'm hiding out kind of from everybody leadership what what do what do I need leadership for? But she had me read that book and i and it's really ironic because here I am sitting here talking to you guys right now about this, so obviously she saw something that I didn't see at that time, and another thing with our with the no hugging and kissing and hand-holding, that was a protection for our relationship. So we didn't cross any physical boundaries. It was to to help us get to really know one another while we were dating instead of going home. I remember going home and thinking, oh, next time I see him, I want to ask him about this, 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 and this versus going home and thinking, oh, that was so nice when he kissed me. I can't wait to kiss him the next time. So It really helped us. She saw things that we couldn't see. And you know, that was a lesson for us because we brought that into our marriage. We have remained having spiritual authority over our marriage. People that we can go to, that we are in agreement about, that we can go to if we're having a struggle, if we're, having, if we're going through a rough time, someone that can step in and that can see things that we cannot see, that can give us perspectives that we don't see because we're emotionally involved in the situation. So it's really important to have that authority over you. And it's important that you pick, when you pick your authority, that it's someone that you trust that can speak into your marriage, that can speak into your relationships, and that goes for any type of relationship. It's good to have someone that can see things, that can help you, and see things that you can't see. Yeah.
1: And that, is, that is so key. Y'all give Heather a hand clap. That is awesome. That is, that is just so key because, in you know, our human nature, we don't want people to tell us what to do don't look at me like a cat at a new gate. Y'all know what I'm talking about, you know? And when they told us, hey, we don't want y'all to have any physical contact. And number one, we were honest with them, and we told them about our past. And so they were like, okay, obviously there's some issues there. Let's make sure that we don't set y'all up for failure. And so, but still, our flesh was like, wait a minute, I'm I'm thinking I'm a grown man. I should be able to do what I want to do. I should be able to hold her hand and kiss her when I want to, but we submitted to our spiritual authority. And as we look back today, we're so thankful uh, because, as Heather said, you know, we weren't, we weren't caught up on, uh, on the physical part. It wasn't like, oh, man, this, because so many times, you know, our heart can get ahead of our spirit. Well, I'm going to say that till I get it. Our heart can get ahead of Our spirit. And, and all of a sudden, we can, we can let a feeling, something that feels good, communicate to us that it must be God. Come on, and that's the wrong thing. You set yourself up for failure and disaster. And so we encourage people that are in relationships, whether they're dating and, and, or married, hey, you need an accountability partner. And it's also important to choose the right ones. You know, in our book, we talk about choosing your spiritual authority. Uh, we say this, your spiritual authority needs to be someone you can go to when you're having struggles in your relationship, and that can help you through those struggles. Now, here's the deal. It's probably not a good idea for your spiritual authority to be someone who hasn't had a successful relationship or someone who is still carrying around baggage from past relationships. In other words, and this is not judging anybody, but if your marriage is going through trouble, don't go to somebody who's on their 10th marriage. Okay. Don't go to somebody who's still mad at their ex. Because it doesn't take you but two minutes to figure out they're still mad at their ex. And you know what they're going to be doing? They're going to be giving you advice out of the bitterness of their own heart. And that's not good advice. So you got to be careful who you choose as that spiritual authority. Also just in regular church relationships, guys, we go through things that that we need that person. Doesn't have to be a romantic relationship, but we need somebody to be a friend to us. Now, how you know, you know I said this the other day I think to the guys, but but you know in today's society, we think because we've got 3,000 friends on Facebook that we actually have 3,000 friends. I mean, nobody has 3,000 friends. You're lucky if you've got three. Come on. Come on now. You're lucky if you got three friends who you can depend on. And these are friends that you can open up your your heart to, and you don't have to worry if they're going to take what you say to them and use that against you or if they're going to judge you. And these are friends you want to keep close to you. Amen? And so you need to seek out. If you don't have them, seek out those friends. Ask the Holy Spirit and and not only use that friendship, but be that friend to that person as well. Come on, it's reciprocal. It goes both ways. And these are people, because the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. Okay, so you need to be rubbing shoulders with some confidants, some good friends that are interested in seeing you walk out a successful Christian life and be all that God has called you to be. Amen? That's what, that's what, that's what friendship is all about. And then the second one, Heather, you want to do that one?
2: Navigating conflict. Now, now, I know nobody goes through conflict. I was just going to say, no one goes through conflict anymore, right? It's all resolved on Facebook, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I am just kidding. Um, Ephesians 4.26 says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. You know, um, if you're married, you know that there's usually conflict. There's a lot of times conflict. Sometimes it's little conflict. Sometimes it's big conflict. But the thing is, is that conflict is sometimes good. What that means is that you aren't the same person, and that's okay. God created us all differently, so you're going to have conflict. The key to conflict is learning how to navigate how to know how to respond to one another, how to know how to respond not just in a marriage but just conflict with anybody. It's important that you know that person. You know how to respond to them. You know how to speak to them because sometimes, you know, we c- you can be in a heated argument with someone and you just say one little thing and and it's an explosion. Where... You can be in argument with someone, and if you choose your words wisely, you can get across the same thing that you were trying to say, but just packaged differently so that they can understand it in a way. We all have very different personalities, and the first thing with conflict is to realize what kind of personality that you have. I like to say um, most people, I've categorized them into two categories. You're either a spewer or a stewer. Some people, they they get angry, they get upset with conflict, and they're upset, they just spew. Whatever, Whatever comes to their mind, they just spew it. And then you have another person who, when they're upset, they sit and they stew. They stew over over the words that have been said. They stew over why they're upset. And you guys have to know people to know what kind of person they are, how they internalize that, or if they spew it, or if they stew it. And that's the way you know how to respond. That's how you know how to respond to each other. You know,
1: just like, like Heather said, you have to know... That person you're in a relationship with, and so uh, because you know you can look at us today, and one of us is a a spewer, and one of us is a steward. So, which one do you think? Which one of us is a steward? Meaning the who? Now, if you if you went to the marriage deal, you know. You think I'm the steward? Y'all think? Or raise your hand if you think I'm the steward. Put your hand down. Raise your hand if you think Heather is the steward. See, so it could be 50-50. So here's the deal. The truth of it is she's the one that just spits it out of her mouth. I'm the one that keeps it in, internalizes, and gets more angry. So can I give you a story about that? How many want to hear a story about that? True story. And so we tell it. And and so uh, when we got back from our honeymoon, uh, Heather had moved all of her stuff into my one-bedroom apartment, and she threw all my stuff out. I was good with that because her stuff was a lot better than my stuff. And so we got back from our honeymoon. We started going through her boxes, and, and I opened up one box, and I saw an iron that you iron your clothes with. And I sa- all I said was, praise God. Now we're going to have an extra iron in the apartment. And so Heather looked at me and said, said that's, that's, that's dumb. She goes, this apartment is too small for us to have two irons. That's all she said. Now what I heard was... You're too stupid to realize that this apartment is too small to have two irons. That's what I heard. And it hurt me. And because of my pride, it took me about two to three days to even bring that out of my mouth to tell her. And all of a sudden, when she said that, I'm thinking, oh my Lord, I married the wrong person. I thought, it has happened. I've seen it happen in movies. But now this is real life. I've married the wrong person. What am I going to do? And so finally, like two days later, I'm like, you know, I have to swallow my pride because there I was a newly married man. I'm thinking if, if I tell her she hurt me, she's going to think I'm a wimp of a guy. So finally, you know, we're walking around the little one-bedroom apartment. I said, hey, babe, you know, um, a couple days ago when you said that about the iron, I said, uh, I said that hurt me. And so then when it came out of my mouth, God was able to come in and, and then Heather had an opportunity to say, well, that's not what I meant and things like that. So.
2: And actually, I had no idea what he had even been talking about because that was days prior. I don't even remember saying anything other than let's just get rid of that iron. We don't need two of them.
1: So God healed my heart and convinced me that I did marry the right person. So I was thankful. Uh, cause I was, you know, I was going to have to call mama and say I married the wrong person. And so two years later, uh, is when, you know, and this is for you guys out there and all the married men, I got your back on this one. Cause, cause two years later, you know, I never said anything about it after that, but two years later, uh, the church is having this function and they have a bunch of tables and we ordered some tablecloths that came in these boxes. So they were all wrinkled and we needed to call people to bring some irons up. So Heather said, honey, can you bring up the iron that we have? So I took up to the church the one iron uh, that we had, okay? And it was so many tablecloths that they were using our iron, and they actually burned our iron up. It broke. When they came to me and said, Pastor Donis, you know, uh, your iron, we're sorry, we broke your iron, I immediately picked up the phone. And who did I call? This wonderful woman right here. And I said, "Now I just want to tell you, if you would have listened to me 2 years ago, we would still have an iron in this apartment today." Thank you. Come on brothers, y'all got to give me a hand clap for that one cuz as y'all y'all know what I'm talking about. But God will get you through conflict when you allow God. And here's the thing, what, what we tell uh, when we get to some of the dating couples, you know, that before they get to marriage, we tell them, you know, there's two types of, uh, there's occasional conflict, and that's kind of good because it tells you, you know, about that other person. But then there's constant conflict. And constant conflict, especially when you're in that dating uh, arena or even in friendships, if there's constant conflict, you, that's when you've got to back up. And ask yourself, am I supposed to be in relationship with this person? Has God called me to this person? Because if every time you're around each other, if 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 one of you is being pulled down, I mean, no, God, God's probably not called you in that, that relationship. It doesn't mean they're bad. It doesn't mean you're bad. It means you are not supposed to be in relationship with one another. And so we try to get the dating couples to get ahead of that because, once again, you know, They tend to ignore the constant conflict. You know what they say? Well, you know what? When we get married, God will fix all that. Listen, if it's happening now, then it's going to be magnified to the 25th power when you're married. How many know what I'm talking about? And so you got to recognize when you're in conflict, you got to recognize if God's called you to walk through that and resolve that. But if you hit those moments where it's constant conflict, you gotta, you got you to gotta back up and realize that maybe they're assigned to somebody else and maybe you're assigned to somebody else. Amen? Y'all still tracking with us on that? All right. And then the third one is, let's see here. Oh, this is a good one here. We'll touch on a few of these. The third one is, is simple, guys, when you're, when you're, when you're, especially when you're married. But it deals with any relationship as well. But when you're married, you've got to water your own grass. Okay? Because there's going to be a lot of times, how many of you ever heard this? Well, the grass is greener on the other side. And the moment you start thinking that, that's when you open up a door to the enemy. And I like to tell people if the grass is greener on the other side, then maybe it's artificial turf. Come on. It's, it's artificial terms. That's what it is. And it's fake. And, and don't let Hollywood tell you how your marriage is supposed to be. Come on. Come on. Don't, don't let Fifty Shades of Darker tell you how your dating relationship or marriage. Come on. Come on. Somebody needs to give a better amen than that. Don't let it tell you how your relationship it's going to be, we tell people all the time, if, 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 if uh, Fifty Shades of Grey ain't working for you, you need to try dating in black and white. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody, because it's going to help you keep your relationships on track. But you got you to, gotta, and what we mean by water your own grass, you got to take care of the relationships that God has brought into your life. And here's the deal. A lot of times we can over-spiritualize something, and we can forget it's the little things that make the big difference. See, sometimes you're, you know, I remember when I was in Bible school, uh, I had, you know, many girls prophesy and say, the Lord told me, you're going to be my husband. And I'd have to say, get thee behind me, Satan. The Lord did not tell you that. But a lot of times in the Christian arena, we can get mesmerized and think, oh, uh I'm going I'm, to, uh, you know, that's, that's going to that's be my, my spiritual champion. And, and, and people can get impressed with how many scriptures you know. But at the end of the day, it's not how many scriptures I can quote. It's whether or not my wife is more interested in how do I treat her. How do I treat my, my kids, amen? They're not impressed with that I can stand on stage and preach. They're impressed when I come through a promise for them. When I told them, I'm going to pick you up from school and we're going to go down to twice dailies, which I don't even know what that is. But it's a gas station that my son loves to go in and get snacks from. They're more impressed with that, the little things that cause a relationship to go a long, long way. So some of those little things, guys, is simple uh, to show gratitude to one another, uh, to write little notes. The other day I was getting ready to fly to Canada, and, you know, I'm always trying to do some little things. And so many times people think you got to go out and break the bank in order to impress your spouse. I mean, no, that's not, that's not true. Okay, that is, that is not true. You don't have to break the bank. Okay, and so uh, Heather had packed her lunch the night before because she was going to go to work. And, and I, I woke up early and I just wrote a little handwritten note and I stuck it inside of her lunchbox. And then I flew to Canada. And then she texted me from when I was at the airport and said, Thank you for my note. What did I communicate to her? That although I was busy and had a, a lot of things on my mind, and I'm getting ready to fly to another country that she was still my first priority, okay? It's, it's the little things that make a, a big, big difference.
2: Another one is to give compliments. I know women, we love compliments. Sometimes we don't know how to receive them, but if our spouse gives them to us, we need to be able to receive that. If he's saying, baby, you look beautiful, he thinks you look beautiful. So we have to be careful that we know how to receive that. Another thing is men... They like to receive compliments, too. Believe it or not, they like to be told Come that guys, they look don't nice. Don't be for Y'all know y'all they like do. it. You, you. They do. They like to be told that they look nice. A simple, just even a compliment to build him up. You know, I try to send him a text message, just a simple text message that says, "Thank you for taking care of," "Thank you for putting gas in my car," "Thank you for taking care of our family," "Thank you for uh, doing the dishes when I'm tired." Just things like that. Make sure you go out of your way to compliment them, not just on looks, but on things that they do. Things, just every everyday little things, and just compliment on um, just building them up, and I, I like when you do this, or I like when you do that. Everyone likes to be complimented, both men and women. Yeah. And, and another
1: thing we do, guys, to, to, uh, to grow our relationship and our marriage, and so it's just something that we've put in a routine every single day of our lives. Before we, we leave the house, we put our arms around each other. Uh, if the kids are up, then we all circle up as a family And we pray over each other. We pray the protection of God over each other. We pray the love of God over each other. Uh, My kids hear us plead the blood of Jesus over them. Why? Because I want them to know that one day they're going to have a family and they're going to be commissioned to plead the blood of Jesus over them. So we're constantly keeping God in the center of our marriage, our family, our relationships. And, you know, even even my kids, when they when they get out of line, sometimes I said, I'll tell my six year old. I said, you need to go talk to Jesus about what you just did. And he knows what that means. It's like he doesn't argue about it. He knows when I say you need to go talk to Jesus, he knows what kind of conversations he's going to have to have with Jesus about what he did. And so uh, we just we, we, we cover our family. We pray over our family and we want to make sure that uh, our kids are seeing us. Represent uh, what a godly marriage is supposed to look like. Now, I didn't say perfect marriage, I said godly marriage. I mean, no, there's a difference. There's a difference. Come on, don't rule yourself out when you make a mistake. Just get back on track and allow God to come back in and put you back on track so that you two can keep walking down the road together. Amen. And the last thing, uh, I don't think it's in our notes, but it's so important to stay in agreement to stay in agreement, when you're walking in agreement. With Heather and I, it's like everything we do, uh, we don't move forward until we are in agreement. Like when we were dating, and a lot of people don't know this, we wrote about it in our book, uh, but part of our testimony when we were dating is that we would only move forward until we hit a roadblock, which could have been a potential deal breaker, okay? And we would see what could be a deal breaker, meaning that we didn't just say, you know what, yeah, that bothers me, but let's just get married and God will help us get through that. I mean, no, that's a disaster. But there was, in our dating period, we hit about four or five roadblocks, which were potential deal breakers. And they weren't bad, but it was just things that we could not get on agreement with. And about four or five times during our dating process, we grabbed hands and we prayed with tears streaming down our face. And we said the most selfless prayer, God, if we are not for each other, please show us so that we could go our separate ways and you could heal our hearts and we could move forward. And I remember Heather would get out of the car, walk into her home, and I'd drive away not knowing what was going to happen the next day. And what would happen is because we believe that we honored God and we knew the power of agreement that God would either deal with my heart at different times and, and get me over whatever hang up I had. Or he would deal with Heather's heart at different times and get her over it. And then we'd call one another and say, this is what the Lord told me. And I said, this is what the Lord told me. And it brought us back into agreement. And then we would grab hands again and said, "Okay, we're in agreement. Let's take another step. And here's the deal. We teach that to those that are dating, okay? That's why it's so important to learn that now. When you're married, it's so important to not take a step until you both are in agreement about it. That is so huge and so important. And so we've been through times in our marriage where we, we, we got out of agreement, uh, but we didn't move forward until God got us back into agreement. Because here's the deal. Where there's agreement, there is power. And I believe the most powerful force on the face of the planet is a marriage. Where there's unity, there's power. Don't ever forget that.
2: And, you know, I like to put it this way. We are on the same team. When Adonis loses, I lose. When I lose, Adonis loses. You know, I'm just going to share this with you because I have to. Uh, last night, um, I sat there and looked out the window of our hotel room. And for those of you that know that uh, I, we are staying next to a charming Charlie's, You know the story that I left my gift card at home that my husband gave me, which he told me to put into my purse three times, and I did not. So when we got here, I was like, look, there's a Charming Charlie's right next to our hotel. I was so excited, and he quickly reminded me, did did you bring your gift cards? Which I did not. So last night, we're sitting at the hotel looking out in the lobby and I, we're just sitting there and I can see the Charming Charlies, close distance to the Charming Charlies. And my husband looks at me and he says, you're not going over to Charming Charlies. And I'm like, well, let me just go and look. And he's like, you're not going over to Charming Charlies. Cause how many
1: husbands know what that means? Let me just go and look. Come on, we, all, we know what that means. You've just told us you're going to go over there and buy something. And I know my wife, okay? And, and so my hang-up was, I'm like, I, had just, I told you three times to put that gift card that I went out of my way to surprise you with multiple little gift cards, and I said, put that in your purse three times, and she didn't. So we're sitting there, and I'm like, I'm, I want to avoid an argument. So I thought the best thing you can do, Heather, is sit here next to me and not go over to Charming Charlie's.
2: So I had a choice at that moment. I am a grown woman and I had a choice at that moment to get up and go over to Charming Charlie's or I had a choice to be in agreement with my husband. And I chose to be in agreement with my husband. It was difficult, but sometimes, as wives, as husbands, we have to do those things. It was difficult, but I wanted to remain in agreement with my husband. And guess what? I didn't lose. I didn't lose. It was a trip to Charming Charlie's. I can go home and get my gift card and go to Charming Charlie's. I didn't lose and he didn't lose. So we won together. It stopped an argument from happening, because had I gone there, I would have purchased something. And then we would be out of agreement. It's something We, we, as we would have had another point
1: that. in our message today if she't went to
2: charge. <laughs> so it's, it, it's very important that we are on the same team. It's just like, you know, if you're out, you're watching football, your team loses. You feel bad. But the thing is, when your team wins, you feel great. This is a team. You both win or you both lose. And you always want to make the decision that is going to have you guys win together. Amen.
1: Amen. We're done. Did this help anybody today? Amen. Amen. Can we all stand up? We'll close in prayer, and then uh, we'll share just a few more things before I turn it over to Pastor Bob. But let's just uh, pray over you guys today because I know, you know, uh, relationships can be tough. Amen? They can be hard, and they take a lot of work, whether it's a marriage, dating, or even just a friendship. It takes work. And so as long as we stay committed to God, that is the key. If we stay committed to God and realize that God is brought you into relationship with that person, whatever whatever kind of relationship that is, then you know God's got you covered. And as long as you keep God in the center of it, then you can't go wrong. Amen? Then you can't go wrong. And so I want you, if you're, if you're here with your spouse today, just grab the hand of your spouse. If you are a dating couple, you can go ahead and grab their hand. If, if, if you're just friends, you know, kind of just look at one another. No, I'm joking. But we just want to pray over relationships because we know that, that God's, got a, God's got a special plan for each and every one of us in here. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for every relationship that is represented here at Church of the Harvest. Thank you for every marriage, Lord God, and we plead the blood of Jesus over every marriage right now. Thank you that your Holy Spirit is strengthening and encouraging Every marriage, every heart, oh God. Thank you for those that are on that dating process, Lord God. Those that are trying to figure out that this is the right one. Lord God, I thank you that uh, their hearts are guarded. And that their spirits are strong that would keep them making right decisions. And thank you, Lord God, that they don't get ahead of you but seeking your counsel, your advice. And I declare that they will seek out accountability partners that can help them navigate through their relationship. Thank you for the friendships that have been established, oh God. That as iron sharpens iron, you've brought people together to encourage, to inspire, To cry when they cry, to weep when they weep, to mourn when they mourn, and to rejoice when they rejoice. We thank you, Lord God, that as we become a people that will walk in love and unity, regardless of what we see on social media, regardless of what we see on television, Regardless of what we see other people saying, Lord God, we will remember that your word says they will know who we are and whose we are by the love that we have for one another. We thank you for your amazing love that covers each and every one of us. We give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said come on if you love the lord give him a hand Clap, come on somebody give him a shout of praise amen amen y'all can stay standing we just got a few closing thoughts uh, we want to share about some of the things that we've brought today and uh but first i want to introduce some some real good friends of ours that came up and i was talking about friends that do life with you and so we've got a couple of friends that came up from Nashville, Tennessee, just to be with us this weekend. That is Joseph and Norma Leos right here on the front row. Give them a hand clap. And so you you know when people are friends, when they've got a key to your home, and they can just walk right in without announcing that they're there, go into your refrigerator, eat anything they want to. That's what friendship is all about. Amen. Give them another hand clap. Thank you guys for being with us today. if if y'all can lower that just a little bit for us and so as you as you walk out today guys we just got a couple of products back there uh that we brought with us this is how we are able to sustain our ministry as pastor bob was saying you know we're just believing god has great things in store for us and how many guys think there's other churches and and marriages that need to hear what we brought to you guys today over this entire weekend anybody else need think that and we believe that too And so we've got a couple of things out there, and we'll go over them real quickly. But uh, as I said earlier, you know, my first ministry is to inspire people to take the next step and do what God's called them to do, to go back and grab that dream off the shelf and start being the person who they know they can be. And so I wrote a book uh, last year called Next, What to Do When You Know There's Something More. And this is mainly an inspirational, motivational book to give you some practical next steps so that you could go And live out the plan that God has for you and I've spent the past year traveling around the country Uh, I was just in Canada last week talking about this book and inspiring people to take that next step and do what God's called them to do so that's back there uh, at the table as well Uh, I've got a CD that goes along with that as well called seven steps to better days how many guys know that there's some better days ahead for you come on come on there's more out there for you so that's there and then you've heard us talk about our Dating in Black and White book. That's our story. But there's a lot of marriage stuff in here as well. So. And also we're running a special, right, for this book uh, if you, throughout the entire month of February. So we've got these books here today. But if you buy one, we're going to give you another one for free. Uh, we've got a lot of parents. Go ahead. We've got a lot of parents with multiple kids that are at that dating stage, and they're buying this book for their kids. Parents are buying it for themselves and reading it, so they will know how to talk to their kids as well. So once again, it's buy one, get one free out there uh, for this book. And then we have a relationship CD back there that Heather and I did at our home church back in Nashville, where we go over three keys to a uh, successful relationship. That is back there as well. And then my wife, not only is she amazingly beautiful, uh, smart I married way up and uh, she also is a great cook and I'm gonna let her talk about her book.
2: I heard you guys do the Daniels fast and this book is a bunch of recipes. I'm vegetarian so when we did the Daniels fast everyone started asking me well what do you what do you what do you eat? What do you what are you cooking? And I started sharing some recipes And I just kept having to share and share and share. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to put together a cookbook. So this cookbook is filled with recipes that are all Daniel's Fast friendly. And not only that, but they are healthy. They're very healthy. So even if you're not doing a Daniel's Fast, there's some really good healthy recipes, a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruits, smoothies, things like that. And my favorite part is... There is a picture with every single recipe. I don't know about you guys, but when I cook, I like to know what it is supposed to look like when I'm done. So there is a picture with every single recipe. Amen. And, guys, we got to put some free stuff. So
1: if you come back there and purchase anything from our table, I'm going to give you one of my favorite uh, DVD series. I did a amazing illustration message it's called god signs where i take every street sign that you see every day as you're driving down the road and i relay that to what god is doing spiritually in your lives so with any purchase back there from our table i'm going to give you this three dvd set for absolutely free okay and so come back there visit us uh all the proceeds go to feed the hungry children ours okay our children They're beautiful, but they need to eat, too. So we'd love to see you at our tape table. Uh, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for allowing us to come and speak to you guys today. God bless you. Pastor Bob.
0: Let's give him a big thank you. Come on. Lord, what a blessing. Make sure you go... To the book table, but let's bow our heads for just a moment. Just want to give an opportunity in case you don't know Jesus this morning. The greatest decision that you can make is one for Christ. And maybe you made this decision before, but you know you're not in a relationship with Him. No one looking around. once you lift your hand and say, "That's that's me. I need Jesus this morning." I see that hand. Anybody else? needs Jesus this morning thank you Lord thank you Lord another hand anyone else you're not getting saved don't put your hand up (laughs) anyone else two people let's pray together say dear Jesus thank you for dying for me I surrender my heart I surrender my life to you be my Lord be my Savior I'll look to you for all my decisions in my life I'll go to your Bible I'll get connected in church I'm going to follow you Lord and I thank you for saving me now I confess you as Lord I believe you were raised from the dead and now I am saved I belong to you And those that prayed that, prayer partners, if you'll come on down, come and receive prayer. Just tell, confess what you did, that you accepted Jesus as Lord this morning. And then, any need that you have, no matter what it is, come and receive prayer. Every Sunday we have miracles. God answers prayer. He's still on the throne. He's still powerful. He's still waiting to hear from you. So, Father, we just thank You for these that have come to know You this morning. God, we just pray for Your precious Holy Spirit to minister to them, to lead and guide them. Lord, give them courage to walk down here and receive prayer. And, Father, for any other need, we thank You that the altar's open and that Your ears are open to the prayers of the righteous and mighty, great, glorious things happen when we come to You. We give you the honor, and the glory, and the praise. And everyone said, amen, amen. Go in the grace of God, God bless you. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at six six two eight nine zero one five seven three, or toll free at eight six six three eight
1: three eight two seven seven.